power on. Ready to pair. Phone connected. This is Trice Talk, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And I gave it all up to you. You know who Did that you? was singing that? I bet you bet you don't. Uh, um, it's yeah, the 90s. Don't. It's a 90s, so, you know, I, I tried to use uh, something that... that uh, Grace Slick? <laughs> Grace Slick. Is she still singing in the 90s? I guess uh, she was. yeah. Yeah, she was doing a lot um, of things in the 90s, actually. No, it's actually Simply Red. Oh, okay. All the right, group, that sounds The group Simply Red, yeah. Ha ha, yeah. Doss. <laughs> well, is that money? We're talking about money, Doss? I hope so. We, we could use a donation. Uh, <laughs> and not plasma, either. What, yeah, that's yeah, or any other kind of donation. You know, no, <laughs> no cups. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that no petri dish <laughs> no 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 vials no boxes that you send away no nada <sighs> well it's thursday thursday oh, um and it's it it got cool again um uh, you know after last night's little weather change it it got cool yeah, a little soiree we had last night. It got a little nipply today. Uh, a little soiree. Was, what were you doing last night? Supposed to be. <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Uh, Not really. Supposed to be no. down. <laughs> no I details. I can take you a picture, Donald no, Wayne. No details. <laughs> I had enough um, pictures. <laughs> Thank you. I bet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start sharing them, too. Supposed to get down to 48 tonight. Oh, boy. I like that. Yeah. And then uh, chilly, 58 for the high this Saturday. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because, you know, if it started, if it got in the 70s right now and stayed or even crawled up into the 80s, I mean, good Lord, by June, July, we would just be burned out. Well. Unless yeah, you're one of those people would. that likes that hot weather all the time. And, yeah, you know, they all live uh, in Florida and California. 
just a drip sweat. Um, Arizona, Utah, Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> Mojave <Hello>. Desert, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere where. Hey, they Mike, got... welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. I think Dennis is my neighbor. <laughs> well, <laughs> look out a the door there, Dennis, and see if you see anybody looking oh, in your direction. I see you. <laughs> oh, you would already know by now, Doss. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah, the, uh, well, the strange sounds would give it away. <laughs> the animal sounds. Uh, the midnight streaking. Um, yeah. You know, just a. Uh, Vast array of uh, indescribables. The Chumba Wumba. <laughs> um, well, my goodness. Yeah, I thought it was something funny here today. Of course, again, these things only matter to people in Georgia. But um, I was talking to some neighbors this morning, and they said, yeah, school was canceled today. It because was. They canceled it last night because of, <laughs> of the weather of tornadoes. I've never seen them canceled school because of impending severe weather in georgia well you know i mean the weather channel got everybody worked up to they're, they're like my god it's tourcon 10 um that yeah, but it means, wasn't supposed know, to be atlanta area and not cobb county uh, or yeah but they figure if the weather channel is only half right then there's a 50 50 chance it could be worse than that so um i mean mike you know. we went to school if there was a threat of a nuclear explosion they would send us to school and just say okay everybody get in the hallway and cover your head oh, with your hands yeah. and that'll yeah, protect I you mean, <laughs> you had the protection of the lockers then donald wayne i mean yeah. they must have been made out of lead i don't know well some so, of us tried getting in a locker one time when we did one of those drills out in the hallway and the teachers didn't think that was too funny so oh well yeah, I remember uh, we the, one of the drills for to a tornado warning in Texas, of all places, was for us to get underneath our desk and crouch and put our hands over our heads and kiss our booties goodbye. Well, so, were the desk bolted to the floor? Oh, no. no. Okay, well, so then it would suck you and the desk up <laughs> with the roof. Right, off. well, I think they're trying to take care of things at one time. Um, <laughs> so, don't spread the children out. I'm just, I'm just not ready for that garbage yet, but you know, unfortunately it, it happens a, a lot, a lot. Well, they said, um, they said hurricane season will probably start early this year, uh, with the crazy weather that we've got going on. I, uh, I, I don't know how it. soon that means, uh, let's see. So it starts in June. So we could realistically be looking at hurricane season starting in May. I thought um, you said the uh, last night that that there was a hurricane warning or something, or there was a possible development. So I'm looking on the on my uh, radar thing last night, searching for that 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 low pressure system, and I couldn't find it. So what <laughs> hurricane is Dennis Lee talking about? No, there was a tropical cyclone in the other, you know on the other side of the world there. Oh, okay. Uh, over in uh, you know. Over in the Asia area. So you have the weather app that it shows the circulation around those cyclones and things. Oh, I can, yeah, I can see, I can see weather on other planets. I mean, 
Well, I don't. Jupiter, Mars. (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, I was going to say, when I look at those, uh, which they're called, uh, um, what are they called? They're not called hurricanes in the the Pacific. Typhoons. Thank you, typhoons. They look like they're tighter wound than our hurricanes. I mean, some of those things um, are massive headed towards Japan are, and, 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 and Indochina. And they're spinning in the opposite direction, too. Yeah. 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 Well, that does it for this session of the Weather Channel on Tristalk. But... Uh, well, you know, Jim Cantori will be on in a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, I used to have a, a an acquaintance at the Weather Channel years ago when I was still in the apartment business. and. He actually came with his girlfriend to one of one of the only two parties we ever had here at the house. And uh, and I I saw him on TV about a week ago and head full of gray hair and everything. So I guess everybody gets old, huh? But Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any stopping it unless you're Benjamin Button, you know, then you're well, the only way to stop it is just to, (laughs) you know, you're not here anymore. Oh, my. That's a Fantastic. drastic step. Yeah. All right. Indeed. Well, my goodness. <laughs> what a downer. The joys a... of weather to death, <laughs> the imminent. <laughs> uh, well, let <laughs> well, us see. If we, if we can cheer you guys up at all, you know. Yeah. We'll, well, hey, you know, if you want to be cheered up, you got to be here on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, we're not, we're not, we don't have to be funny on Thursday. I mean, we can if if it just happens, but yeah, it's it's not a requirement on Thursday, is it? No, it's not. Actually, actually, I was going to play a funny clip when I'm searching around this afternoon for some material. I did find one of the one of the an old Johnny Carson where he was doing one of those sales pitches that he used to do. It was, oh yeah. Uh, it was like a movie time thing. And he was the guy that comes on in between, uh, you know, I, I guess intermission that's for lack of a better word. And he was trying to sell things and it was a hilarious clip. I almost played it just for the heck of it. I may try that, uh, hmm. for Sunday just to uh, throw something funny in there at the beginning, but yeah, it, was, it was hilarious. I know we start out funny and then we'll just, we'll take it to the basement. Right. Well, I mean, I guess put the lotion on its skin. Um, <laughs> hey, the, Jillian. Hey, Moxie. In the basket. In the basket. Um. Well, so sh- I guess we start out. I mean, I don't. Let's see. I, I guess we'll start out with one of the worst stories first. Yeah. If you're prepared for that. Um, I would imagine, based on what I've seen on the news today that most of the country has heard about the massage parlor shootings in Georgia. Yes. Um, because I mean, they're, they're talking about it in Congress, but, um, in case you haven't, uh, it was on Tuesday. I don't know if it was afternoon or nighttime, but on Tuesday, there was a 21 year old gunman here in, we call everything within 50 miles of Atlanta, Atlanta, but, uh, he killed eight people. He shot and killed eight people and he wounded a, a, another person 
at three different massage parlors uh, in and around Atlanta. I think two of them were in Atlanta and Buckhead. And then one was in, um, actually it was in Ackworth when I, they, you know, they were talking about Cherokee County. So I was thinking it was something up around Woodstock or something, but it was actually in Ackworth, which is uh, a neighbor of my little area. So that was close. And that, and that happened Tuesday, right? It happened Tuesday. What was that? <laughs> Hello? Uh, yeah, that happened Tuesday. And I, like I said, I don't know if it was the daytime or nighttime. Um, the shooter, and actually they 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 got the shooter uh, within, I, I think it was less than 24 hours, maybe yeah, 18 hours or something like that. Punk kid, he looked like he was like 18 years old. He was 21. His name is Robert Aaron Long. And um, they actually caught him on I-75. He was over 100 miles south of Atlanta. He said he was going, he was traveling to Florida, and he intended to to shoot some more, to go to some more places down there in, in Florida and shoot them or shoot some people down there as well. And that's what and he Massage parlors. Well, he, he said in the sex shops, but, you know, uh, that's what he what he attacked well, here so right 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 um and so actually this guy robert aaron long is is pretty much confessed to everything and and spilled his guts and and told them uh you know his motive let's see the suspect told investigators that he targeted the businesses because he blamed them for providing an outlet for his addiction to sex now you know he he's a member of a church up in Woodstock. I guess that's why I was thinking he lived in Woodstock. Um, but he, um, what was my, what was my point? He goes to church, but he's been struggling with, uh, the sex addiction for some time and he's actually in rehab. And there was a guy that spent some time in rehab with him who, who was in for drugs. But, you know, he said, this guy told him that he was really struggling uh, with his sex addiction. And, um, evidently they didn't do him a lot of good when they had him in rehab, but, um, so he was in rehab for sex addiction. Well, that's, that's what they indicated. Maybe it was drug addiction, but they, you know, maybe he had drug addiction as well as sex addiction, but well, uh, that think, was, I think they do have rehabs for sex addiction. So do they? I, I wouldn't know that, but I'm, I'm sure any kind of addiction, they, they, they would, right. would have something right. for you. Um, and that was in 2019. Let's see, uh, Captain Jay Barker with the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office, which, which is um, the people that have him in custody right now, said the suspect took responsibility for the shootings and said he acted alone. It it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. So he shot these people, uh, supposedly because they were a temptation for him. And he was trying to remove that from his life. He said that his shootings was not racially motivated. Um, although if you listen to most of the news, at least that I've seen today, they don't oh, believe yeah. that they don't believe that it's blown up. Yeah. In a statement released today by police officials, we believe he frequented these places in the past and may have been lashing out. 
So, um, you know, while the story itself is just terrible, I mean, there's just, you know, that, that many innocent people uh, shot and killed by, by this deranged person. But now the media has jumped on this like flies on a thrown away hamburger. I guess I'll just try yeah. to be nice about that. Or a um, baby Ruth. Baby, yeah. Flies on a baby Ruth. Who would throw away a baby Ruth? Well, it's not really a baby Ruth, by the way. Oh, okay. Are you talking about the uh, caddy? <laughs> the um, was yes. it Caddyshack? Yes, Caddyshack was, yeah. in the pool. Okay, but some in the media were were quick to go to the route that this was a hate crime. I mean, even the, I saw the the first interview with the police in Atlanta um, yesterday and, and some of the reporters were already saying, you know, is this a hate crime? Do you consider this a hate crime? Because four of the women that he shot were Asians. Uh, we know, I think they said today, uh, they were from Korea, I believe. But anyway, in fact, there's a picture, and uh, I got a lot of information out of the Wall Street Journal because they were one of the first ones to pop up with this story. And it shows three people outside of, outside of one of the massage parlors in Atlanta, and one is holding a sign up that says, Stop Asian Hate. Oh, well, there was a lot of that. I watched the news earlier, <clears throat> and um, there was a lot more of those banners. Really? And, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it sells. It's good for... I hate to say it, but that kind of that kind of attention is good for the media. They have something sensational where they can go ahead and put it up there in lights. Uh, it was a young white male um, that shot, sadly, um, what six uh, Asian Americans and um, six one Hispanic and one white. So okay, well. But so, you know, they didn't, so they're prompting it as a, an Asian hate crime, but, you know, you have an Hispanic in there, so what about the Hispanic? They were just um, in the way. I mean, you know, and shame on the media for exploiting that without knowing any facts. Um, well, if he that- had frequented a Hispanic massage parlor or a, you know, a white, I mean, where would this have gone if, if things had been different, if the, if the kid had been Asian? And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the individuals that got shot at all. No. I'm saying the media is, um, is, is in poor taste that they would jump to this as racially motivated um, so soon after without having any facts. I mean, the very first day, even after the, the kid said, you know, it wasn't – racially motivated. And here's, here's something that I thought about after they're going back and forth about all this. Okay. So if you really hated Asian, uh, and, and in this case, they were all women. Uh, well, one, one guy was killed. I think the, his, I think the Hispanic person was, um, a guy I believe. But anyway, if, if he hated Asian, why would he go to these same because they're saying now that they believe he frequented the ones down in Atlanta at least. And, um, you know, why would you keep going back there? If you, if you didn't like the Asian women that were working there, Um, this, this individual's obviously got some screws loose. Yeah. Um, I mean, that doesn't justify what he did, but 
if Ross obviously dealing with somebody who's who's not all there. But um, after, I mean, it's it's so bad that that the president and the vice president um, have already contacted. I think Kamala Harris actually had contacted officials in Atlanta and was expressing their concern and was saying that if they needed any help with the investigation. You know, they would be glad to pitch in and. Oh, they're they're coming in tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it's related, but they're flying in tomorrow. No, it's, they're supposed to meet with the CDC, and they were supposed to come today, but they okay. postponed it today. Or either yeah. that, or they had to pump, you know, Biden with some more fluids to get him down here. Yeah, well, but he, um, know, he, uh, he needs fluids. But that, <laughs> and 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 <laughs> to take it even a little bit further. Um, you know, of course, this is a subject that's been touted in the mainstream media for months you know they started in last year saying that that donald trump's uh rhetoric against you know the wuhan virus or the china virus is is what prompted all these attacks on asians in the united states but now they're they're tying trump back into this as well well he's responsible because he he made everybody hate asians because of the wuhan virus um Let's see, I was listening. There's racist theory, in other words. Um, okay, let me skip down here. Here's, I mean, it got, there was a representative, Marilyn Strickland. I mean, I really got pissed off about this thing this afternoon. When I started looking at some of these things, how quickly these people jump on the bandwagon. But Representative Marilyn Strickland, and she's a Democrat out of Washington State, she sat on the floor of Congress. Uh, Yesterday, as a woman who is black and Korean, I am acutely aware of how it feels to be erased or ignored. Racially motivated violence should be called out for exactly what it is, and we must stop making excuses and rebranding it as economic anxiety or sexual addiction. So she's saying, you know, since she added the sexual addiction, she's pointing it right at this this man this young man that did that in Latin saying that's bs you know it's it's racial it's hate so right and she's saying saying that on the floor of the congress and these people don't know where are they getting their information from the news media i mean how quickly they jump on this but yet we can't get you know 10 people to cover the, the story about cuomo not with any sincerity anyway. Right. Um, so anyway, so, you know, I, I think they jump up and down when they have stuff like this, that they can throw back at, um, uh, I mean, racism is, is such a big topic that has been this last year. And, um, I, they're, they're milking this for everything they can. And it's, it's well, sad because they talk without even knowing what they're talking about. They're, well, do we expect anything any different from that? I don't, but I still it still pisses me off when I hear it. It's that people, right. and, and especially somebody from the state of Washington that has, there's no way that she can have enough facts about this to have, I mean, I guess she can have an opinion, but to fire people up and and, and just say, you know, with any sincerity that it's racially motivated, it's, 
it's irresponsible. And I don't know how in the hell right. she got elected. If they're so racist in Washington, how did she get re- elected to office? Um, doesn't really say that. It's a good but, question. But, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I'm sure it'll be all over the news. They're meeting with the mayor of Atlanta and they're, you know, expressing, you know, any kind of support that they can give. And it's just, it's embarrassing. Of course, there's not much that, that they've been doing in the Biden administration that it isn't embarrassing, but. Um, yeah, especially lately. You know, I mean, this this guy and, you know, depending on how you feel about it, uh, Georgia does have a death penalty. And unless he gets off with some kind of insanity or if he has to spend life in prison because of insanity or some kind of mental institution, then, you know, there's a good chance that he may get the death penalty um, for killing eight well, people. Well, I think uh, I think that he just signed his um, certificate to where he won't get off on anything anymore at all. So um, he's going to take that uh, that long trip down a dark road. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But that's, uh, but, it's sad. It's definitely but sad. But it's sad that, that so many people in this country want to use something, you know, that horrendous as, as an excuse to run their political rhetoric um, into the ground. I mean, they don't even wait a day before they start. So, no, uh, we'll see what else comes out about this, but you know, it pretty much looks like he acted alone and, and uh, his parents were very cooperative once they realized once the well, they actually have him on camera coming out of one of the places or going in. And um, the only, I, I just wonder, you know, you would think those massage parlors, um, you know, so one reporter asked the mayor bottoms of Atlanta, if uh, th- these, uh, or maybe it was the police chief, if any of these establishments that, you know, where the shootings occurred were on their radar, had they been looking at them, you know, as, as having problems before and, and the, the police chief didn't really want to elaborate too much, but he did say, well, you know, I can't tell you the nature of, but we, you know, we have had an occasion to go down there to these places before. Mm-hmm. So I, I would think that there would be some big old dude at the front door or at the front desk or something, you know, armed in places like that, especially in Atlanta. Well, there's those kinds of businesses in our own backyard, Donald Wayne, as you, as you said. So and even closer than Ackworth. So. Um, yeah, probably, probably closer to you than me. <laughs> I would, mm, I, well, unless you yeah, know something yeah. I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. But still, still closer to Knackworth. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's sad. It's sad, but it's, it's, it's sad as well because of what people use it for. Well, if you want something else to, uh, Raise the old blood pressure. How about the, uh, you know, the White House press secretary calling the border migrant crisis, uh, um, border, border migrant surge, an actual crisis? <laughs> Did she really slipper. break down and call it a crisis? Yeah, I've actually got a clip. I'm going to go ahead and put that on there. Okay. Um, let's see if we can get this to work here. 
There have been expectations set outside of, uh, unrelated to uh, any vaccine doses or requests for them, that they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border. Uh, and there have been uh, requests unrelated that, uh, and there have been uh, requests unrelated requests for them that they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border uh, <laughs> them that they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border uh, and there uh, been- sure sounds like she said crisis on the border to me Donald Wayne. was was that on a loop <laughs> uh, no I just uh, I enjoy you kept doing it <laughs> I, I enjoy you know seeing that uh, coming out of her mouth um do you think she, she realized it when she said it no she had no facial expressions. That's right, Mike. Uh, yeah, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. She had no facial expression about that whatsoever. But her, you know, she lacks a little bit of facial expression anyway. So I don't know if that's really giving her any credit one way or the other. I thought she smiled um, a lot. Didn't she smile a lot? Um, yeah, huh? I wouldn't call it actually a smile. Oh, okay. uh, more of a more of a poop eating grin. Um, <laughs> Um, poop put it mildly yeah um but uh so white house press secretary jim pisecki did exactly that during the press briefing as you just heard pisecki was responding to a question about u.s plans to lend dozens of the astrazeneca vaccines to mexico when we haven't even gotten all of yeah we haven't even gotten all of our folks Stuck yet? Did, and did, you, say lend it? did you say uh, lend? Did you say lend? Well, I said lend. Well, how do you uh, lend but, vaccine I mean, to anybody? We don't want well, it I back. Guess, uh, well, I, I guess they do. Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> Biden must have given the directive on that one. I just tell them to give them back to us. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, at least uh, give us the needles. <laughs> right, right. We just need the heads. You can keep the chamber. Um. <laughs> And whether the U.S. made any demands in return for those doses, including increased cooperation on immigration matters. So we're bartering with our own doses of the vaccine that we need for our own American citizens. Isn't that just great? Um, There have been expectations set outside of unrelated to any vaccine doses or requests for them that they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border, Pisaki said, as you heard. So um, later, when another reporter asked her about using the term crisis, she immediately reverted to challenges. The word the White House has been using when repeatedly pressed on the most accurate way to refer to the growing problem. Apparently, she is challenged as well. Um, when you were talking about how to go about diplomatic negotiations between the United States and Mexico, you said crisis on the border, the reporter said, and then challenges on the border. Pisaki quickly tried to correct him, denying she intended to convey any change in the administration's official view as almost denying that she said it. How convenient. Hey, Sean, welcome. Yeah, if you say it, um, <laughs> you say, no, I didn't say that. I mean, uh, you know, uh, my name's Fred. Um, <laughs> well, hey, Fred. Well, no, my name's Jim. You must well, you have misunderstood Fred. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you misunderstood me. I mean, does Jim sound like Fred? Um, 
Jeez. Posaki has fielded dozens of questions on whether the situation at the border amounts to a crisis over the past few weeks. So I guess this must be getting to her after a while, as the number of people crossing the border, especially unaccompanied minors who are not turned away, has continued to climb. Posaki has been uh, adamant about the word crisis, that, that it should not be used. She said, look, I don't think we need to sit here and put new labels on what we've already conveyed is challenging. What we have conveyed is a top priority for the president, what our policy teams are working on every single day, she said on March 9th. Um, but the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas steadfastly refused to refer to the situation as a crisis while testifying on Capitol Hill Wednesday. Well, obviously him and Pisaki are at odds on that. So, <clears throat> given the tremendous rise and surge of individuals coming to the border, wouldn't it be to uh, wouldn't it be fair to call it a crisis? Representative John Katko of New York, the ranking Republican member of the House Homeland Security Committee, asked Mayorkas, um, and then it was replied, "I'm not spending any time on the language that we use." Mayorkas said, "I'm spending time on the operational response to the situation." At the border. Um, Mayorkas has also tried to use the word challenge to describe an influx of migration. Um, and he asked if he believes there is a crisis at the border. Mayorkas said on March 1st, I think the answer is no. <laughs> I think the answer is no. No, but you notice no politician ever says yes or no. It's always some skirted answer that they seem to take a few seconds to think up. Um, he said, I think there is a challenge at the border <laughs> that we are managing. Are you really? Uh, are managing to give out shirts. And we have our resources dedicated to managing it. The men and women of the Department of Homeland Security are working around the clock seven days a week to ensure that we do not have a crisis at the border that we manage the challenge uh, as acute as the challenge is. He continued. Um, my goodness. The White House coordinator for the southern border and former ambassador to Mexico, Roberta Jack Jacobson, uh, Jacobson also tried to avoid calling the increasing number of migrants a crisis. I'm not trying to be cute here, but I think the fact of the matter is we have to do what we do regardless of what anybody calls the situation, she said on March 10th. Um, the administration's effort to minimize concern about immigration comes as the House, voting, uh, the House is voting on bills that would provide pathways to citizenship for certain undocumented farm workers as well as so-called dreamers or undocumented who arrive in the U.S. as children. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell suggested the plan to give legal status to undocumented immigrants would only encourage more illegal entries. The House is voting on immigration bills. Are they leaping into action to repair the crisis? No, they're taking up an amnesty plan that would create a special new pathway to citizenship for illegal immigrants working in certain industries. So to summarize, the administration can't admit they have caused a crisis. 
they have to yet uh, they have yet to address the crisis and House Democrats are backing policies that would only exacerbate the wrong incentive, McConnell said Thursday. So, um, you know, that's uh, let's see, what did she say? With the crisis on the border, uh, in dealing with the crisis on the border be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border. Yeah, she clearly said crisis. But that's an article by um, that was put on, that actually ABC News put out. So, Well, you know, it may not be a crisis if, if you live in Bozeman, Montana, but if you live in Midland, Odessa or something, or, uh, uh, golly, I'm trying to think of a, a town on the border. How about Lang- Langtree, Texas? Uh, you might be a little yeah. more concerned. Uh, what they were right. saying, and then, upwards and of three thousand. Yeah, and you're and you're actually having to, um, you know, uh, raise arms against people that are trying to overrun, or the that are in 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 the midst of crossing the border are overrunning your land, and in desperate situations could do Lord knows what. Did you see the video some guy took? Um, I don't know who he was. It, it was on one of the Fox things last night. He was standing there at the river on the American side, and he was he was filming something on the river. It wasn't in, I didn't see any activity, but all of a sudden you heard gunshots. And so then he started talking about, can you hear the gunfire? And he was pointing it over on the Mexican side of the border. And uh, it sounded like, you know, um, semi-automatic fire i mean there was definitely some kind of gunfight going on in in whatever town that was it's just and he says that's we hear that all the time down here it's right i just it's um it's so hard to trust the media right now it's not even funny well i mean trust the media you know Um, even and the administration the, the the women on the view would talk about the the condition of of the people and and the kids, especially in cages, you know, during Trump's time in office, and they've been silent on this so far. Well, uh, yeah, of course, of course they are. There's no problem right now. It's it's no matter. No. And I, I, you know, I I keep thinking Ella J will call in uh, since she lives in in the Dallas area. now that they've sent, uh, what three bus loads of kids up to the, uh, Dallas, was it Dallas right. arena or I, I don't know what that is actually sports arena or something. Hey, maybe it's, uh, uh, it's American airlines arena, I believe. Oh, I'd shame. It's not that, um, our buddy up there, the Mavericks. Owner. No, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's where Mark Cuban is. Do you think it's Mark Cuban's place? Yeah. Oh, oh, good, good. Well, Mark, Mark's got the money. He can. Well, he can, he's um, he's actually talking about doing a um, a Latin uh, Shark Tank. So, um, I, I you know <laughs> what I, for? I don't know how well that's going to go over. Um, what What would be the since, purpose of that? Well, I mean, you know, at least they'll have some money. Hmm. You know. They still do the shark sounds tank. Like, so, sounds like it's easy, he would be exploiting me. Um, yes, they still do the shark tank. Is it okay? I haven't watched it in a long time. I I, I got tired of watching it. Um, I like Mister Wonderful. He's he's funny. 
I'm surprised they don't ask Donald Trump to be on there. Well, he's got other fish. He's got bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah, we've got we got some flyers out to him. We want him to uh, fund a, po- a podcast um, um, trade show for us at Miralago. Yeah. <laughs> a, a podcast convention. <laughs> podcast yeah, we're, convention. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we're working on all the details so we can get everyone signed on and signed up, and uh, you know, and it'll um, be a big event. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's right. I'm right. sure we'll be called a bunch of deplorables. I think. Uh, well, you know, one more thing about the uh, the border situation. I did hear today that that the House passed a an immigration bill. Um, I have not looked at the details of it online i'm sure it's 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 ridiculous but uh they did pass one and they're talking about whether or not there's any chance it'll make it through the senate but you know i'm sure it's nothing we'd approve of so um but hey you know it's only our money Uh, well and i don't think the senate has they haven't passed that hr1 voting bill either so maybe 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 a little hope that that we can get a couple of uh, deflectors there in the uh, um, in the in the did Senate. You say, the, did you say deflectors? Well, I think I did. Okay, all right. Well, deflectors, defectors, defectors. Uh, def- what is it? Defecto <laughs> deflector defector. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, deflectors. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes things sound good when they're coming out of your brain, but when they come out of your mouth, they don't sound the way you want them to. Well, a deflector will start an insurrection. Uh, no, no doubt about we that. We need some so. deflectors at the border. That's what it is. Maybe oh, I was trying uh, to confuse uh, you, it. And now you said deflector. Um, so <laughs> a deflector is taking it to a whole different level, Donald Blaine. Oh, well, let me take another we, shot of whiskey. We, don't, we don't even allow deflectors. Uh, in the United States anymore. They made an amendment to that back in the thirties. So, or is that um, what they put in toilets? Deflectors? Um, no, that's a detractor. <laughs> um, so, um, okay. we'll go into that on another show. We, we better go into this day in history before that one just rotates. Oh, well, I'm glad you said that Donald Wayne. There, there happens to be a day in history and it's today. Um, March 18th, 1925, <laughs> was the worst tornado in U.S. history passes through eastern Missouri, southern Illinois, and southern Indiana, killing 695 people and injuring some 13,000 people and causing $17 million in property damage. It was known as the Tri-State Tornado. The deadly twister began its northeast track in Ellington, Missouri, but um, Southern Illinois was the hardest hit. More than 500 of the total 695 people who perished were killed in Southern Illinois, including 234 in Murfreesboro and 127 in West Frankfort. Um, so those that don't know, most do. A tornado is a dark funnel-shaped cloud containing violently rotating air that develops in climate conditions that in the United States are generally unique to the central and southern plains, and the Gulf states. The rotating winds of tornadoes can attain velocities of 300 miles per hour and more, and it is 
Uh, its diameter can re- vary from a few feet to a mile. The tornado generally travels in a northeasterly distance at speeds of 20 to 40 miles per hour and usually covers anywhere between one and more than 100 miles. Now, on this day in history, the tri-state tornado of 1925 traveled 219 miles. So about the point, a little, a little less than what it takes to travel from Savannah, Georgia to Atlanta. And it spent more than three hours on the ground, devastating 164 square miles. And it had a diameter of more than a mile and traveled at speeds in excess of 70 miles per hour. That's, and that was this day in history in 1925, March well, 18th. You, you know that tornado that we had, uh, maybe it's four or five years ago now, the one that um, I think it started in Mississippi, crossed over into Alabama around Tuscaloosa, uh, went up around a little bit north of Birmingham, and then I think it came over, I want to say Cartersville. It ended up. But it stayed yeah. on the ground for well over a hundred miles. It, but it was the same right. system that tore up all those places. But yeah, it it tore up a good section of Tuscaloosa. You know, I mean, for something to keep to have to 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 keep that much energy going uh, for that long and to stay that big and move at that that fastest speed, that's um, you know, we haven't seen anything that like that in a while. I mean. Excess of 70 miles per hour, that's pretty strong. Um, and a mile wide for, you know, 219 miles. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's – and if you've – I mean, I've seen two, actually, in my lifetime. One as a kid, I, I saw one that was probably no more than a mile away from the, my grandfather's house. We actually stood on the top of the house, and I don't know if you remember much about Oak Cliff. You probably don't, but there was um, a, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Winwood Shopping f- Center uh, hit that, which was about a mile from my grandfather's house. Is that is that the famous one that they filmed back then? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember, um, I remember grandmother talking about that, and because actually it went down by White Rock Lake or Zang Boulevard. Yeah, um, Zangs yeah. Boulevard. It was and one then, of the most recorded uh, tornadoes at that time. It stayed on the ground quite a bit, but mm-hmm. it, it was just so close. And you could, when you're that close to a tornado, you can feel the air pressure difference around it. It's right. just. And then we had one <laughs> before I left Dallas that on the north side of town, and it jumped over uh, US seventy five. What is it, Central Expressway, uh, mm-hmm. and and it was a miracle that jumped over the expressway. Otherwise it would have probably killed a lot of people in their cars on the expressway right. at that time. So, yeah, I, but I saw that one and I was at work and, and we got on top of the uh, building cause we heard about it and, and we mm. could see it off in a distance, but you know, yeah, that's the bad thing is. about this part of the country, uh, North Georgia oh, and yeah. so forth when we have them because you, there's so many hills and, and rolling mountains and stuff here that you just, they come over the top of a mountain and you're, they're right there on you. So I thought that was appropriate since, you know, we just had all that bad weather to uh, 
make that this day in history. I didn't hear any sirens last night. No, we didn't really have much except some wind and, uh, you know, a lot of rain and some lightning and thunder. Um, it was it was odd that they showed that footage from Tuscaloosa of that tornado, and I passed through that way um, on Tuesday right? and saw a lot of um, – there was a lot of storms. I didn't see any supercells, though. So I actually passed through before all that hit, uh, thankfully. So. Yeah, it it was it tore up a lot of stuff that we knew because, you know, um, had family living there for a number of years and and used to shop at a lot of those places that were just leveled by that tornado. Well, you know, Tuscaloosa has been getting hit just about every year for the past two or three years. Oh, I know, I know. I remember visiting visiting my dad down there and. And the sirens would go off, and I'm saying, like, so where do we go? You don't have a basement. He lived in a ranch house on a slab, and there was nowhere to go, and everything was flat. So, you know, you just kind of sit there and listen for it. and Yeah, just hold on. Yep. All right. Well, well you I, want I, me to get the boys out there, Donald Lamb? Yeah, unless you want me to play the Cardi B version of it. Oh, whoa. No, I don't want to. I don't want to play that. <laughs> I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Each and every day of the year. Well, January. Let's start the year off right. February. Oh, Such energetic. I know. It gets me every time. I kind of get a little misty-eyed. <laughs> I wonder if those boys are married. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a personal question. <laughs> well, you know, maybe if anybody well, listening is interested in somebody with some musical talent. Well, when I, when I write them to try and get them on the show, I'll, I'll be sure to reach out to them about okay. that. Yeah, and just make sure they... You know, we we probably fix them up with somebody. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So National Calendar Days, and remember, as of last night's show, we're going to start doing uh, not today because that's almost over. So we're going to do tomorrow's National Calendar so Days. So today, which, today is tomorrow then. Right. Well, I mean, it's just a few Today. minutes from midnight. So we're doing okay. the calendar days for Friday, March the 19th. So oh, this way, okay. if you want to celebrate this thing tomorrow, you can. So tomorrow, oh, yeah. and th this is a good one, it's National Backyard it's... Day. <laughs> the, oh. the This official site encourages people to share pictures and stories of what they've done in their backyard. I don't know. We might want to well, think about that. <laughs> we might want to have some restrictions on that. <laughs> well, I'm sure somebody edits saying. these things, but uh, especially, especially projects to beautify the backyard and fun times with the family. <laughs> and you can yeah. use the hashtag uh, National Backyard Day if you want. If you want to uh, 
promote what you do in your backyard. So, I mean, I wonder if they hide the spring pickle like they do the Christmas pickle. Um, okay, now I've never up. heard of a spring pickle. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> that goes right up there with your planetary obsessions. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's also National Certified Nurses Day. Um, oh, well. That's a day to celebrate the certified nurses who impact lives every day. Certified nurses dedicate their entire careers to helping others and often working long, hard hours. A nursing career is a, as varied as a doctor's. They specialize and can earn certifications in specialties and subspecialties. So that's tomorrow's a, a day to celebrate. If you know a, a, someone that's a nurse, you know, just. Well, actually we do. Um, uh, yeah. Me that comes in the show, she's a nurse. Well, you know, I was thinking about that when, when yeah. I was looking at this one day, I said, isn't, isn't me a nurse? So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you got to, you want to give out the clap or give a good, Insurrection uh, cheer for uh, all the. You know, you really got to work on the delivery of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We thank may you want to. For yeah. What thanks, you do. Thanks to all of you certified nurses. Yes. Um, it's also National Chocolate Caramel Day. You know, there's always got to be a food oh. in there. And it says here that uh, while Milton Hershey receives a lot of credit for making chocolate caramel popular, he did make his living making caramel first. So I didn't know that. I thought he was always a chocolate maker. But uh, recipes for chocolate caramels existed as early as the 1880s. At about the same time, the first mass-produced chocolate bar became available. So... Grab you one of them uh, chocolate caramels oh, tomorrow, a really? whole bag full, and just go to town. Uh, we Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's also Nas- National Let's Laugh Day. Oh, wow. So that sounds like a fun thing to do. Yeah. This day I reminds mean, it could be. Well, it depends on who and what you're laughing at, I guess. I guess right. you need to, you know, show a little discretion. Don't, you know. There's certain places you probably wouldn't want to go and start laughing, but this day reminds us to uh, add a little humor to our day. It's never good to be serious all the time, which we try to remember around here, and letting the laughter bubble up from time to time. Huh. Some <laughs> Have you let it bubble up lately? <laughs> I try to let it bubble up quite often, Donald Wayne here. <laughs> Some studies show that laughter may boost your immune system, relieve tension, and help you relax. So, yes, I've heard that. Yes, yes. Well, about the I, immune system for sure. Did <laughs> Did you take my phone? I didn't touch it actually. Um, okay. All right. Well, I've, I've got a clip I want to play before I do. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> what. What? I, I, did I miss it? I was in, I was involved. I didn't. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? Is it somebody typed? I'm just building in? up. I'm just building up my immune system, Donald Wayne. That's oh, right. okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> please do. That, that, 
Uh, let me say so this won't come out of here prematurely. Um, oh, well, we wouldn't want an insurrection on our hands. No, no, no. Oh, All right. I've got a couple of clips and that'll lead into this uh, last national uh, calendar day. And see if you recognize the person here. It's actually two little short clips that I'm going to do back to back. Because I, I like this person. It's uh, I haven't heard this in a long time. Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> All right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now the daggum thing won't play. Oh my! I, That's uh, the chicken sister, whoa. Miss Broiler, Miss Fryer, Miss Roaster, Miss Capernet, Miss Stewart. An old Madam Hen, but we're spotlighting Miss Roaster of the Year, measuring in at 14, 15, 14. We're roasting Miss Chicken today on the French Chef. <laughs> Did you, you know who that is? I, I really am I'm befuddled. I don't even. What was that, Donald Wayne? What uh, in the world was that? All right, try this one. Welcome to the French Chef. I'm Julia Child. You know, we speak of quail and the gaggle of geese and a pride of lions. Well, this is known as a peep of chickens. That's their official name when they're in group, as they are. And you know, we're always broiling, broiling, and grilling, and baking, and braising, and barbecuing chickens. But what's ever happened to the roast chicken? Here, there's this beautiful, great big, old, lovely, not old, it's just a perfect type of <laughs> roaster, about six pounds. And you have the time you can't ever find a roaster like this in the market. There just isn't enough demand for it. And I think it would be useful to know is why... Is this chicken a roaster, and why are these others not? <laughs> oh, oh, she's drinking a little bit of the old cooking sherry I'd, there, Donald. I'd forgotten how animated she was. I mean, uh, it's Very funny when you watch the clip, but she's dancing around, and and she's actually holding the chicken up with the wings and dancing oh the chickens on. Yeah, you know, she's got about six chickens lined up on this table. And uh, you remember, uh, remember Justin Wilson? The oh, yeah, I, I guarantee. Yeah. yeah, I guarantee we put a little bit of this in here. Well, we put a little bit more. <laughs> I like you always put the, the cooking wine in there and drinking it and cooking it. And yeah, we might be able to use some, some Justin Wilson clips, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think he gets nasty. Well, you know who else is uh funny is um. What's the guy? Roy D. Mercer. Roy yeah, D. I, Mercer. I bet we could do some of his comedy. I remember, well. yeah, Roy D. Uh, Red Fox. No, we probably can't yeah. do Red Fox. Well, yeah, Red Fox we'd have to do. Anyway, she's a lead into the last calendar day, and it's, it's because it's National Poultry Day. Oh, well. So, you know, actually poultry refers to domestic birds that are raised for meat and eggs. Uh, it's not just for chickens. These birds include, oh, okay. of course, the chicken, turkey, ducks, geese, quail, and pheasant. I didn't know we raised quail and pheasant. Well, I guess 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't Can know we were raised yeast. Of what? So what about so a potato? Can they spell potato? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Robert can. But, uh, whoa. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you uh, three little quizzy questions here, Dennis Lee. And, and they quizzy actually questions? have quizzy questions. And you can, uh, they're, they're easy. You can just pick one. There's several different answers to each one of the questions. And, and you folks can play along at home. Oh, yeah. Anybody wants, anybody feels, uh, so inclined all right the first one is what is a group of chickens called what is a group of chickens called a heckle (laughs) a heckle (laughs) of all the things you could have said a heckle (laughs) what is it called donald wayne where's just uh (laughs) you need just uh where's eric (laughs) you need some help on that one all right. Well, she gave you one of the answers. If you've been listening to Julia, she said a group of chickens is called a peep. Um, oh, I like the peeps. Yeah, I know, Eric. Especially I, the, I, the yellow ones. He, uh, but it's also called a brood. And if they are chicks, we call them a clutch or a chattering. So if it's a, a group of little uh, a cluck? chicks, no, a clutch, like a purse, oh, clutch. a clutch okay. or a chattering. All right. Oh. All right. So you didn't get that one, uh, even though uh, Julia Childs gave you the answer. Uh, what is a group of ducks called, Dennis Lee? Um, yeah, quack? like a car clutch. A what? A clack? A quack? A quack? A clack? A flock? A, a fluke? Okay. Uh, okay. Flock is one of the answers. So you, you at least got one of them. Um, in flight, ducks are called a flock, but when they land, they are called something else. They either called a brace or a badling. Well, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I know. Well, I didn't. You know, I didn't write these things. I, I, and and that even gets more complicated. If they're in the water, they're called something else. They're either called bobbers, <laughs> sitting ducks. <laughs> no, they're called a raft a team or a paddling. Hmm. Interesting. That's if they're in the water and, uh, all right. You got, you got one more chance here. What is a group of geese called? Oh, they're called a gaggle. <laughs> all right. Yeah. When they're on the land, they're called a gaggle. If they're in flight, like the ducks are called a flock. Um, hmm. and if they're in the water, what are they called? Like crimson said, wit. Um. <laughs> is crimson in, oh i didn't see crimson was in there hey, crimson. um what are they called it doesn't say let's see call the guy if they're on land they can call a gaggle a herd or a core and that's funny oh wow it doesn't actually say what they they're called in the water they can also be called a skein when they're flying and uh, you know like a yarn is a skein of yarn I, I, that's, that's a little more so than I... that, that's what makes the English language so complicated because we <laughs> you know we have so many words um, for I mean how many words do you need to call birds that are flying or walking around on the ground hmm. so all right that's that's it for the uh, oh well, well let me get the boys they're over here conversating about a scheme 
Look, leave that alone, boys. You can or a gaggle. Work that out. Yeah, work that out later. I think one of them is gaggling right now. Um, okay, here we let's get back to it, boys. Thank you, boys. That's all right. We rightly appreciate it. Um, yeah, we 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 need to send them something, you know. A birthday card. Uh, thank you card. Socks. Uh. <laughs> all right. So uh I came across this story today, and it's from Fox News. And it's uh, from Greg Norman is the reporter. I'd never heard this before, but uh, there's a former Georgia mayoral candidate that used her PPP loan on swimming pool furniture and to help pay down the, the, um, the principal on her house loan. Had you heard that? No. All right. And this is over in, uh, well, not quite. I think Eric said something about he used to live over in this area. But anyway, former mayoral candidate for Conyers, Georgia. So she ran for mayor of Georgia in 2017. Her name is Olivia Ware. And um, she's in charge of a nonprofit company that is supposed to assist low-income families. And uh, But she's been arraigned in and, and on federal charges of bank fraud and money laundering. So mm. <laughs> she's the CEO of let's talk about family incorporated. That's the name of the, uh, the uh, nonprofit company that she heads. And yeah. she allegedly obtained a PPP, which is the payroll protection plan loan that they were offering right. last year after submitting a falsified application to a bank that included fictitious tax records purporting to show that the company had 54 employees <laughs> that were paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary. Um, so she's been accused of spending $323,000, what she got from that PPE, PPP program, um, in loans and um, she spent it on an in-ground pool for her house, some furniture for her house, and, like I said, to pay down her mortgage, among other personal expenses, it says. And this is according to the Justice Department. It's been said that bad times bring out the best in people. If so, right. this, this case is not an example of that, said special agent in charge Katrina Berger who heads Homeland Security Investigations. I didn't even know they looked into stuff like that. But she oversees uh, Georgia and Alabama. So she says, every time a fraudster steals money from the PPP fund, another legitimate business is unable to get funds to help real employees with real families. Um, there's a picture of her on, on uh, with the article, which it doesn't really matter, but... But let's uh, says let's talk about the family on its website describes her 
as a community-based nonprofit organization that assists low-income families with information that will enable them to help themselves and broaden their scope to identify resources from local and state agencies. Uh, she's a 61-year-old from Oxford, Georgia, and it says that she has a profound Im- she has had a profound impact on the lives of families within Georgia communities for many years. <laughs> Dr. Ware's drive and persistence to aid families through grant writing intervention and prevention programs has astounded local, state, and national nationwide leaders. Now, this is all the things that she's saying about herself. But last year, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, they actually did an article about Ms. Ware, uh, and they raised suspicions about her work, uh, that she touts her nonprofit as a major homeless outreach in the suburbs, um, and that she'd been operating that for a number of years. The trouble is there's little evidence that let's talk about the family based in her Newton County home runs such programs of the scale Miss Ware describes, and it's unclear how many people she's actually employs. Um, shelter directors and law enforcement people in the area say they've never even heard of her operation, which is kind of a giveaway right there. But the attorney's office says, according to state records, let's talk about the family didn't pay any wages to employees at all last year. And, um, and, but where still received that sizable loan intended to help uh, the small business that she was heading. Instead, where allegedly spent the PPP loan for her own benefit. And um, it says here that authorities are cracking down on um, the PPP program to look for people that actually committed fraud in getting those loans last year. So, and it warns people who are considering if I don't even know if they're still offered. I thought they ran out of money last year, but um, it, it warns people that are considering stealing from that program should think twice. So she's 61 and she'll, if, if she's convicted, you know, unless they, unless they uh, take mercy on her, she'll probably spend the rest of her life in prison. Jeez. And she ran for mayor. Uh, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, she made the choice to do that. Yeah, you know? she did. Oh. She did. But that's a, that's a lot of money. I mean, why would you even? Why would you get a loan for that much, and you don't even have any employees that you're paying, and you spend it and and think that that's that's going to turn out good for you. Well, maybe she's just living for today and not tomorrow. So the government will probably take the house if she gets convicted, you know, to get some of their money back and somebody else will be swimming in that pool. So yeah, such a shame, such a waste. And, and, you know, we were worried about that last year. There was reports about people applying for those loans that actually didn't qualify for it. And, uh, yeah, but and, for people to think that they were going to be able to scam the federal government uh, when they're at the top of the chain when it comes to stuff like that, <laughs> they're just ridiculous. Well, we know they do it all the time, though. I mean, in other in other departments of the government, like Social Security and Medicare, people. What was one house I think in California that they had 
over 1,700 checks that were coming to the house each month <laughs> that, to, to the same address. Now, so, you know, uh, people do get away with it with the government for, for a while anyway. That's just a lot of money. That's crazy. Ruin, ruin your life, what's left of your life over something like that. It's a mess. It, it's it's a mess, Dennis Lee. <laughs> and only in Georgia. I mean, what's happening in Georgia? It used to be such a nice place to be. It's out of control. Uh, and uh, we're misrepresented now, for sure. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I was, I was commenting the other day. You know, I always t- try to tell people occasionally when we're talking about political subjects to uh, be sure and write their congressman or, or their senator in their state. And then I started thinking, well, I can't even write senators in our state right now because neither one of them give a flip about, you know, <laughs> issues yeah. that, that I care about. So uh, you're already on the list. So they see you think you know, Donald Wayne on there and they just crumple it up and throw it in the trash. So. <laughs> well, I still have, have, uh, a house representative I can depend on. So, Oh, there you go. Hold on to all we can. <laughs> Bits um, and pieces. That's right. Um, well, piggybacking from my story in the beginning of the show, um, The Hill has an interesting article questioning, uh, is there really a crisis on the border? Um, and that's... Um, um, Representative Michael Guess, a Republican out of Mississippi, um, is that Mississippi or Missouri? I think that's Mississippi, um, is a one of the contributors to the story. Um, and it goes on that earlier this year, I joined over 50 Republicans in a letter warning of the negative effects pri- uh, President Biden's immigration policies would have on border security and illegal immigration into the United States. And it turns out that we were right. Prior to President Biden's inauguration, the number of family units encountered by Customs and Border Protection, or the CPB, at the southwest border was less than 1,000 per week. Now, that number has risen to 6,000 family units per week. Overall, CPB has seen a 170% increase in the number of immigrants encountered at the border from February 2020 to February 2021. And the, the, the numbers don't lie. There is a crisis. However, the numbers alone don't fully convey the breadth of the humanitarian crisis on the border. During the last border crisis in 2019, we saw numerous tragedies for migrants attempting to make the journey to America. Individuals attempting the dangerous crossing uh, lost their lives on a regular basis, including the tragic loss of a 10-month-old child in the Rio Grande when a raft capsized. We also know how uh, saw how <clears throat> cartels used the 2019 crisis by pushing huge groups of more than 100 migrants across the border all at once in order to overwhelm Customs and Border Protection officers. Once law enforcement officials had their hands full, the cartels would smuggle illegal narcotics across the border and into our communities. According to the Drug Enforcement Administration 2020 National Drug Threat Assessment, 
most of the heroin, methamphetamines, and cocaine in the United States was either produced in or distributed through Mexico. The cartels see the crisis as an opportunity to profit on selling these life-threatening drugs in American communities. And honestly, Donald Wayne, we should be mad as hell about it. I am. Um, yeah. For for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, think about the number of kids. I, I don't remember the exact number that they said were uh, children that were alone. I mean, they didn't have any adults with them. I mean, who's going to take care of all these kids? What What do you do with all these kids? Where right. do they go? Um, and, and then the ones that, that are, they're allowing, <laughs> they test positive for COVID and then they bring them in anyway. I thought we were talking about that the other day. Uh, there was one group uh, that had some COVID positives that were, they were sending to North Carolina. So, well, and they said the most troubling thing of all is how the cartels encourage human trafficking during time of border confusion. And that being said, Atlanta, Georgia has a serious human trafficking problem um, that um, is starting to are starting to heighten awareness of that here in Georgia um, because we are a port city. You know, we are a port state. So there's some of that coming in through there, but um, it's, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's bad. We're, um, they were saying tonight, and it's in connection, or they said it in conjunction with the story about the shootings at the massage parlors, that Atlanta is, is high on the list of cities in this country uh, with sex trafficking uh, yeah. you know, occurring within the city. It, we're a hub because of the airport. You know, the thing that everybody touts as being such a, a positive for lo- relocating to the Atlanta area, uh, which is good for business, but then it also brings in the other elements as well. Well, and, and so illegal immigrants are saying in the story are, coached by cartel members to bring children, even if they are not their own for their journey into the United States. Um, This strategy, they are told, will will serve as sort of a passport in case of capture, especially when catch and release is the policy now in the United States. In fiscal year 2019, CPB encountered more than 6,200 fraudulent family members and DNA testing used on the border found that most, uh, almost 20% of family units had fraudulent members or people who were not related to the children they accompanied. And these children are innocent victims being manipulated for the benefit of dangerous Mexican drug cartels. It's sickening. Um, you know, and for us to just do this catch and release and to, and to let this go on, uh, what does that say about our administration? I mean, well, name uh, one thing that they've done since what he's been in there less than sixty days. Name one thing right. that positive that's happened that's come out of Washington D.C. since uh, January the twentieth. Well, exactly. I'd be hard pressed. You know, in response to the crisis and to secure our border, President Trump instituted the Remain in Mexico policy, ensured the Northern Triangle countries shared 
and the responsibility for immigration and border concerns and continued to focus on building the wall at the request of many Border Patrol officials, among other border security measures. Despite strong opposition from Democrats in Congress, these policies worked. We saw a decrease in illegal crossings and set our nation up for a proper discussion on immigration without an ongoing humanitarian crisis on the border. President Trump and congressional Republicans were successful in resolving the 2019 humanitarian crisis through these efforts. But then you fast forward to two years to President Biden's taking office. He has completely reversed these policies, signaling that the southern border is wide open for business. Within the first few days in office, President Biden reinstated catch and release policies that encouraged human trafficking, suspended border wall system construction, and dismantled the remain in Mexico policy that kept our immigration system from being overrun sending the message to the cartels that our borders are open for drug smuggling and human trafficking. So make no mistake, a crisis is unfolding on our border because of these actions by the administration. Um, And now, as House Democrats bring up two pieces of legislation for consideration that would grant citizenships to millions of immigrants who came here through the wrong pathways, disrespecting, I would say, the individuals that came here the right way and took their time and made that effort to do so, it is clear that they plan to continue to encourage illegal crossings. It's evident that such actions will only cause the crisis to worsen. During the 2019 crisis, Republicans proved that our border security policies (coughs) excuse me, discourage illegal border crossings while making our communities safer. In response to the 2021 crisis, we have seen bipartisan support for actions to address the tragedies happening on our border. We have the plan and support to act. It's now up to President Biden and Democratic leadership to decide what matters most to them, the lives and well-being of immigrants, law enforcement, and and American citizens, or their failed partisan immigration agenda that has created this humanitarian crisis. Get your head out of your ass and do what needs to be done. Basically. Did you see, um, I think it was a piece on Fox yesterday about, um, the kids. It was focusing on all the kids that were traveling alone. And I think I talked about one group of three that was walking. I think the oldest one was, you know, like eight or nine, something like that. But they're, they're saying a, a lot of kids that aren't physically able to keep up, nobody nobody takes care of them. They just fall behind, and, and they don't no. know what happens to them. Um, no, I mean, yet, it, it's, it's disgusting. And then, and then they also say that uh, people, uh, especially women on these treks, get assaulted and raped, and, and then people also steal you know, their clothes and their shoes. And you'll see a lot of them walking barefooted. It's, it's just, it's just tragic. Uh, It's it's disgusting. If people people, want to be pissed off about something and get pissed off about, um, you know, things that we should be angry about in the United States, this is one of them. You know, these people are being sold these bill of goods that, you know, they just need to do this, cross the border and get into America and you'll live a better life. But, there's a way that it has to be done. 
and they're shuffling these individuals across the border like cattle and kids, frightened children by themselves. They're just thrown with another adult and and women and children and, and men who are mules for the drug cartel. It's sickening. And then there's pregnant women crossing the border as well. Right. So if they give birth here, then then they automatically have a child as an American citizen, which that that was supposed to have been changed years ago, but they they refused to do that. I mean, um, I, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to people that want to be here and have a better life. They should be able to do that. And it's, and it's very sad that they can't do that in their own country because they have their heads so far up the drug cartels rear end that they don't know which way is up. But unfortunately, you know, for them, it's not going to be, it's not going to be expedited. It has to be done a certain way. And it's just, it's just shameful. Well, they're abusing this, the asylum laws as well, because Joe Biden has actually uh, reportedly, I don't know this for a fact, but released the, qualifications for asylum in this country it used to be you had to it was a fear of persecution or, or of um, uh, violence I, I think I, I don't know the exact statute on that but now they're allowing people to use you know just economic hardship as an excuse for asylum which it was never intended to be for that but and you know as, as sad as a lot of that is I'm going to go back to what We've talked about before. I mean, how many thousands of people do we have homeless in this country that nothing's ever been done about? And yet we want to continue allowing thousands more people coming in this country. Where in the world are they going to find places to live and employment? Most of them probably coming here without any money or any substantial money. So we can't even well, take care of every and, and veterans that are living on the street and in their cars and in park. And we want more people that we got to figure out how to take care of. I mean, the freaking blood pressure could, it, 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 when we talk about things, these things, it could pop at any moment because as prosperous as a country that we are, we should not have one homeless person. We should not have one starving child. We should not have one veteran that doesn't know where they're going to get their next treatment from that actually fought for this country. It's sickening. And for these idiots to be up on the hill, you know, arguing about who's going to get the freaking funding for this, you know, art, you know, (laughs) museums, freaking museum, (laughs) instead of taking care of the shit that really needs to be done is infuriating. You know, if we're going to spend our money, if they're spending our money, let's take care of the people that it needs to take care of. Well, you know, know, the thing came out, too, about last year with all the school closures. And and then it really became an issue of how many kids and that that's disgusting, sad, whatever you want to say, that so many kids in this country depend on going to school for food. You know, they won't have breakfast or lunch if they if they're not in school. So why aren't we working on those things rather than, again, trying to let more people in the country that we've got to figure out a problem with them? Um, It's sick. And I guarantee you, if we were there in front of them 
in front of a room full of people and threw all these questions into their face, they would have some BS skirted around answer and then not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even answer anything, you know? Um, I, I got a bouncing what, ball what do we over even here. Put these people into, what do we even put them into, into power for? Do you? I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, C-Rock is trying to call in. I, did you, did um, C-Rock, you're going to have to chat in the, uh, chat need- room and let us get to know you buddy we don't we don't know you um madame or senor we have to get to know you before we can let you call in there it's a rule it's a rule <laughs> everyone follows the rules but um, yeah that i mean it, it it sounds cruel when you say well we you know it's not that we don't care about all these people that are trying to get here and have a better life because we do we haven't taken care of americans that deserve the same thing right once we once we have no one who's hungry in our country once we have um our veterans that are being taken care of the way that they should once we have things cleaned up here then we can start taking care of people you know getting them assimilated to come in here and, and get into this great country, although it doesn't seem so great right now with the idiots that we've got running it. And I mean, well, it's, it uh, it's, it's something that's got to change. Yeah, Nancy, when you don't have any more tent cities in your city and you don't have to put out a map to tell people where the poop is on the street in your city. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. let's Nancy. start talking about, you know, increasing the population <laughs> in this country. Nancy, I can give a rat's ass about what ice cream you like. Let's talk about doing your job and helping get these people up off the street so when I walk out my door, I don't have to step into a pile of shit. I mean, I, it's just, uh, I, it, it just seems like common sense. Um, but, you know, common sense is We don't is not have so common, common sense. These days. We don't have no. common sense in Washington, D.C. No. There's the only a big thing I- mental health crisis in this country. There's a lot of things that we got to address. And it's not getting addressed. It's just not getting yeah. addressed. And it's our money. We so, put these people into power and they're not they're not working for us at all. I'm just gonna freaking lose it. <laughs> it's, it's like a company that would keep hiring employees, but it can't afford to pay the ones that they've got. Yeah. Right. And the stock just keeps going up. <laughs> well, I mean, our stock's at record highs. We haven't done a damn thing, but I mean, you know, they see the value in it. Um, Jeez, I, I, I saw that John Kerry today. They were they were talking about him. Of course, you know they're making fun of the people that are making fun of John Kerry on on a on a jet without a mask on while he's reading a book. It's it's you know it's a commercial jet, and they're yeah. saying don't don't Republicans have better things to do than worry about John Kerry not having a mask on for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, no, if you're gonna oh if goodness. you're gonna tell people to do something, then you do it. Well, and I have I have I have news for them too. Republicans, you're just as bad as the Democrats on these issues that we just talked about. Oh yeah. So if you if you want to have any chance of getting the you know getting the getting the Senate back or or having a chance here in the in the next four years. You better get it together and start taking care of the issues that we voted you in to take care of. And it's not making sure some art gallery has a proper funding. It's not that, uh, you know, 
we have, uh, you know, a certain even amount of parks, which parks are nice, but I'd rather feed some children first. I'd rather take care of that veteran that has fought for our country um, and possibly lost a limb or two. You know, let's do the things that are right instead of the things that, um, you know, that, that, that we think are right. Let's I think do the things that are right. What's become very clear in, in the last years and, and like, you know, you said, Dennis Lee, you know, we blame Republicans too, even though we're, we tend to be, well, I'm, I'm conservative and, but I, I blame a number of Republicans. They had plenty of chances in the first two years of Trump's term to, to, yeah. um, to fix some things, even immigration, but they've, they've fixed nothing. And it's just, it's embarrassing. Uh, that, uh, there's a lot of people that need to go and there's a bunch of Republicans that need to go, which I think some of them are jumping ship in the Senate, which is kind of concerning. Well, but, and, uh, you know, that, that, all the more reason that we need term limits. Um, I don't think that if you suck at your job, that you should be able to hold it and, uh, you know, hold that job until you die. Well, if you, do, um, you know, there ought to be a report card. And if you're not performing, you're not uh, providing things for people, like you said. And, and again, we've said this before, you know, love him or hate him. Donald Trump did most of the things that he said he was going to do. There's a few things he didn't do as well as he may have. But, you know, then again, Congress should have been there with him to get some of those things done that were conservative issues. But right. you know, I, how many other people can say that that they've actually now of course joe biden is actually doing a bunch of things that he said he was going to do um by executive order in congress and and i guess they'll be able to say well yeah we told you that we wanted to do this we told you we we're going to reform uh voting laws in this country and we we're going to uh, you know pass well, uh, immigration how, how can we how can we have made the amendment? Well, is it the 22nd amendment that was made to make sure a president can only serve two terms? Was that the 22nd amendment or um, anyways, I don't the remember amendment that they made to make sure the president can only serve two terms. Um, why would you do that and not limit the terms of a Senator or somebody in the house? I mean, well, they, they'll say, well, they have to be elected. Well, the same reason that they get to vote on their own pay increases. <laughs> I mean, who gets to do that? How many employees get to vote on their pay increases? Exactly. <laughs> or their benefit package. I mean, you can request exactly. it, but we ought to it's, be able to vote on that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like we're get, it's like we're giving a bank our money, and um, we have no say so of what they do with our money after we put it in the bank. They're like, uh, we're like, well, we'd like to take out, you know, a thousand dollars to go on a vacation. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, we just donated that to the local museum, you know, so they can get a few more Van Goghs. Um, you know, well, why do you check back with us next month? Um, well, but it's my you know, money. Oh, the the scary thing is, it, it, if they pass HR1, if the Senate passes it for, you know, for, I don't know. I, I don't know what the chances are, but you know, it's scary. If they pass that, it's going to make it very difficult to get rid of Democrats. And of course they haven't even gone into the 
making D.C. a state yet or Puerto Rico a state. Like that was one of their promises as well. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, that if they're successful with H.R. 1 and and their um, immigration reform, then, you know, I'm, I got a feeling that the, those two issues will end up popping up. And it looks like they may have the uh, the the power to do it. And then then we are in serious trouble. Uh, we'll end up being a you know, there's a good chance we'll end up being a one party system in this country. And you're talking about term limits. That'll never happen. We'll be lucky if they don't increase, <laughs> you know, uh, the length of each term so they don't have to run for elections. So much. I'm going to have to take some more medication. And, and, and here here's the thing. Every time every time we go down this road. In my mind, I get to the same place. I am I'm. You know, I blame these. I blame Mitch McConnell as one of them. Uh, I blame all these people who who dislike Trump's personality so much. They thought it was a good idea to give all this control to the Democrats, and then these idiots in Georgia that allowed these two senators to to uh, take over for the state. Oh, they're so happy that Georgia turned blue. Yeah. Well, usually when you turn blue, it's because you're on you're. You're on. You're gasping for your last breath. You know, or is that right. purple? Isn't it blue? Yeah, you um, blue. You're yeah, gasping. Blue, purple. And, yeah. You know, then you kind of a, a kind of a gray color. The only good thing um, is Warnock has to has to run for re-election next year. So you know, well, look, if, look, look. You know, if 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 they're in there and they get something done, then that changes things. But until they get something done and they they help out the people that put them in office, then they don't, they don't get a free pass. You do what you were elected to come in there to do, and which is supposed to be to uh, for the betterment of the people that elected you into that office to, you know, um, and until that happens, you just, you don't get a free pass. And well, Joe Biden's working on it. <laughs> the people that voted for him. Yeah, yeah, but um, even they, even they are uh, are second guessing what they you know uh, pulling that lever for him, or you know they didn't did have you, to. The computer did it for him. So oh, did, I didn't mean to say that. I'm did sorry. you hear him refer to Kamala Harris as President Harris in in the news? Well, that's, thing he did. That's, <laughs> that's about par for the course. Um, he referred I'm sure to as I'm sure old Pisaki will be circling back to that when she does her next little press conference there. Uh, so. Now, talking about her, I, I thought her name was pronounced Saki, like like the... Uh, is it Saki? Eric's on here. Eric, is that Saki? Um, the, the P is silent from what I understood. I think a lot of people have been uh. mispronouncing it, but when y'all were talking about like the, the term limits you know, issue a short time ago, Another yes. thing that would need to be added with those term limits is that that the um, the elected officials who get term limited or or leave office, there's got to be at least a five to ten year moratorium to where they they can't go work for Wall Street lobbyists or or form non nonprofits on a whim. Right. And and get, well, yeah, and if they get elected uh, and we find out that they're actually a dumbass, then they should be kicked back out. So mm -hmm. we could weed out a lot of people that way too. Um, but I think uh, the only way we're probably going to get like a get term limits passed, I know it'd have to be in the form of a constitutional amendment, but 
But what Ted Cruz proposed is there being like a grandfather clause that if that if you are an incumbent before like a certain date, you'd get grandfather protection. But the only way you would lose that is if you retire or um, lose reelection or you get expelled from office. Right. Well, isn't there, um, is it 22 states that are actually suing the Biden? The 21 or 22 running? states last check. About, and even like on the Keystone XL. Oh, is it the Keystone? I thought it was the border. Um, and even U.S. Senators who are Democrats, John Tester of Montana and Joe Manchin of West Virginia are urging Biden to reverse that decision. Yeah, well, I, I heard John Kerry say again today, I believe, or at least it was on the news today, that you know all those disgruntled oil workers up there uh, that were on the pipeline, there's plenty of solar jobs that they can take, they can find and take. That, that just sounds to me like John Kerry's just doubling down and tripling down on stupid. Well, yeah. I've, that's, that's nothing yeah. new. <laughs> there's, there's uh, this, this. Well, but but he he's getting. You know, he's getting his getting paid by those like all company lobbyists. These uh, some of these picks that that uh, Biden has chosen for cabinet people are are scary. Um, this Secretary of Defense guy, I mean, he's it, it's like they're doing a witch hunt in the military right now, looking for people who, you know, they say they're looking for extremists. They're looking for. Uh, you know, white supremacists more or less, but you know, they're, they're, it appears that they're looking for people who, um, are conservative or who, you know, have, uh, opposite leanings from the current administration. Yeah. But there's, there's using, you know, there's guys that they're trying to eliminate people that are racist. That sounds like they're the going to weaken our military. Well, yeah, they're just, it, I had a story. I'm, I may do it Sunday night, but talk, somebody uh, wrote a story that they're in the Navy and they did it under an, a, a disguised name because, you know, fear of retribution. But he was describing some of the training that they stopped the people in the Navy uh, from doing their maneuvers and doing their regular business. And they're making them go to these training classes to uh, get them to rethink, you know, um, their feelings about <laughs> uh, racism and so forth. We want to make sure that they're not, you know, uh, racist when they send them to other countries or in, in dealing with each other. And he, he was, he's very clear about how dangerous what they're doing right now in the military is uh, forcing these guys to go through this sensitivity training. It's crazy. And, and, and there's all kinds of stories, all kinds of stories. I mean, these people could end up ruining the country in, in four years if, if, if we don't do something next year with, with the, the House and the Senate. Right. And uh, four years is, is going to be rough if, if we, we don't get some kind of balance back. All right. Well, let me take my pulse here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. You have one of those little monitors. You know you can do that on your All phone socks. now. Yeah, and, and you can put it on an app on your phone, I think. that'll. Is that – or maybe that's uh, an attachment uh, uh, that you can – Probably an uh, attachment. Yeah, I've had, I've had one. I've gone through three phones now. 
<laughs> You've blown them up. Just All during right. this episode, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, if you want to uh, do a little promo for us, please, sir. Well, well, I, I, I noticed like our um, li- listenership has kind of been a little bit down tonight, but we do appreciate the listeners that did come through tonight's show, including like Tampa Bay, Crimson, Sean, and Moxie, and and Dopes, and um, and um, Sea Rock. Even though we regrettably couldn't take his call tonight, um, and I, and I'm sure Dennis Lee probably noticed, you know, like the Fox Decipher, you know, spoofer that came through mm-hmm. tonight's show, um, and Kristen Three, and 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 Corey H- Hogan, and a few others. Um, you know, and we're sorry we missed BP forty nine and and just this show, but hopefully they'll be back for our next show. Has anybody seen BP? Um, I have him on Instagram. I probably do need to reach out to him and make sure he's all right. Yeah, it's it's kind of unusual. Um, and I can get Dennis, you know, BP's like Instagram handle if if he wishes to reach out to him to make sure he's all right too. Yeah, well, I, actually, uh... I actually have his email. I can send him an yeah, email. Yeah, because BP was... Um, he was well, yeah, he's been missing this week, week well, I noticed. Oh, now, he just, was around Monday and Tuesday, wasn't he? No. Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But, him, but, but, uh, I, but ho- hopefully he'll come back Sunday night. We've even missed him at Slightly Serious, and um, I have yet to see him show up at the Old Man Show in the morning. Um, uh-huh. you know, And I think I've seen him at John DeVito's a couple of times, and, and he goes into Cummings' culture as well. Well, he said that he's working at night when he listens to us. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they found him out. Maybe they realized oh what my. he was. Those those conservatives down there in Georgia, but I, <laughs> Jess may be traveling because you know she was. Well, she yeah, was she was in North Carolina. She should be going back home to Colorado. Yep. Oh so, yeah, that's right. I know we've missed her on slightly show too, like the past couple of nights. But but anyhow, um, you know, to our Podbean Live friends. Um, the Forgotten Tunes music show is on right now for at least another um, forty more minutes, um, and um, followed by that, you know, hopefully Robert might be doing his Forgotten Tunes uh, thir- Thursday edition, um, and then ten a.m. Eastern time, you've got the Chit Chat with the Old Man show, followed at eleven thirty a.m. by. The, the John DeVito show and throughout the day you've got um, Mill Dog 2020 as well as Communication Station with Laura and Lou and Pink Squirrel with Whose Podcast Is This Anyway and and Frankie D's Crib he'll be on at 3pm Eastern Time and um, Robert hopefully should be doing his Friday edition of the Mr. Clean show around 4 and 5pm Eastern Time um and that is going to be followed by a special two-hour edition of Cummings' Culture starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and the TGIF free-for-all edition of the Slightly Serious Show tomorrow evening at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Old Man's Music Shows Friday nights at 11 p.m., sun- Sundays at 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern. And, and also throughout the weekend, you have um, the Turfy Show, the It's Doomsday podcast, as as well as lyrical laxatives and a, and a few few other podcast friends we might see over the weekend and you know and and so many other countless podcast shows and a shout out to the 
Just Another Day in Paradise podcast, as well as the Ralph William podcast, who have not been on in a few weeks. And also a shout out to the Almost Everything podcast and the Raw Report podcast that haven't been on for a few months. Hopefully that they return to Podbean again very soon with new episodes or pay a visit to some really good Podbean friends. But but here's Dennis Lee um, now with how you can get in touch with Tall Tales the Rabbit Hole and Trice Talk and uh, and and when you can find the next live episodes plus the Tall Tales um, new schedule. Well, thank you, Eric. We appreciate that, sir. As always. Yes, thanks, um, Eric. But uh, yes, um, uh, if you would like to, you know, touch us. Um, you know, reach out to us and say, hey, Twitter us. You can do that at Tristalk WG Moon. Um, if you have questions or complaints or suggestions about the show, um, email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook at Tristalk. And please make sure to follow our Facebook page because all these shows are posted there as well. And some of the articles that we use are posted there also. Um, and you can find us on Spotify at Tristalk and even Amazon Music at Tristalk. And we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern with mini pods the other nights of the weeks, um, you know, mostly now. Um, and those have been those have been great. I've been listening to all those. I listened to them. All the way back from Texas, so very good content there, Donald Wayne. Well, thank you, um, sir. That that no. just something to get you back home, huh? <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, and um, and 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 if you want to get explicit, you feel the need. Your blood pressure so high that you just got to get a few words out that you wouldn't say in front of the kiddos. Um, you can do that on Tall Tales on the Rabbit Hole, where we talk about conspiracies, alien abductions, Bigfoots hauntings and a whole um list of other things um we don't we don't allow any sickos or um you know, racist or weirdos racist or weirdos or any anything like that you will be kicked off and banned from the show but outside of that come in and have a good time and learn something maybe you haven't heard before and and you can see if uh if it's actually true or not and we are retooling the Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole, and the new schedule will be on ahead of Tristalk every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll have a new, new little sound to it. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be a little bit different, and uh, we'll see what everybody thinks. So we've taken some time off of doing it, and uh, we'll, we'll start it back up this Sunday and See how wild we can get. But we appreciate you. We love you. And we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. Love you and God bless you, everybody. Yeah. And have a very great weekend. We appreciate everybody that uh, comes in and, and spends time with us on these podcasts. Um, and, yeah, uh, tomorrow night, and I, these these uh, mini pods are not live. Um, they're uh, But they get published usually around uh, one thirty or two in the morning. So uh, there will be one tomorrow night, but it won't post till out way after midnight. Um, and tomorrow night subject is anti-fascists target their own neighbors in suburban DC. I found a good article on that today. And, and, and another one of those blood boiling 
kind of issues that's going on in this country right now. But uh, that'll post. It'll actually be an early Saturday morning. Um, so the closing thought for tonight is, and this is by Albert Camus. It says, don't walk in front of me. I may not follow. Don't walk behind me. I may not lead. Just walk beside me and be my friend. And that's that. Oh, I like that. That's simple. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, simple. All right. Well, I'm going to see if I can. I messed up the music coming in tonight, so let's see if I can do it right on the exit. <laughs> hmm. All right, Dennis Lee, I well, guess it's let time me to turn the, out the lights. <laughs> this party's over, Donald Wayne. Good night, everybody. Stay safe, everybody. Oh, I love listening to this.